It's Friday. Today is a full day of hobbies and dates and more. So if you enjoy learning some new things to do at home, things to do with your significant other, or just stuff to do with the family, this is the place you're going to want to be. This morning, it is jam-packed with all sorts of things to do at home, things you can do with your pets or if you're just an animal lover, and even some hobbies for couples as well. So without further ado, let's get going. Good Friday, everybody. My name is Rob. This is Alternative Roots Everyday Heroes, the series that covers the more informational and educational topics. It also sometimes talks about just some fun things to do when you are running out of ideas. And of course, we can't do this alone. So back from the cave of despair, we have the lovely Victoria. Hi. I see the genie got you out of the uh, cave of wonders there, so you know. Okay, we'll go with that one. <laughs> That's the most polite way to go about it, right? Um, it's okay. It's okay. All right, so today it's a hobby palooza for this morning, and we have a fun group of stuff to do. So as always, I'm going to throw up the websites that we get from, so if you guys want to read more, you can go through. This is from theeverygirl.com, and this person, or this blog, goes over 20 uh, hobbies you can start at home today. So let's go over some of the ones and some of the ones that we do at home. So the first one here I figured, <laughs> excuse me, the first one here I figured I would do because we do this three times a day, working out online. Now YouTube, um, I guess if you still have a DVD player, all that stuff you can get on your TV in less than 30 seconds. YouTube is great because it's free. You can download, or I'm sorry, you can search for your kind of workout. You can search for people you like. We actually found a girl that we follow, and we actually like doing her stuff mostly. So a lot of times we just go right to her channel. Um, she does everything from like eight minutes to 30, depending on what kind of workout you're doing. What's great about YouTube as well, or any DVD for that matter, is if you are limited on doing certain things, you can Google what works for you specifically. So for instance, a lot of people that I follow are, um, <laughs> excuse me, uh, limited mobility. So they do certain uh, exercises that other, that they have to for reasons. Some people can't go outside, so they specifically do indoor. The best indoor that I've found for those who can is the Walking at Home series. There's actually an entire YouTube channel called Walk at Home, and literally all it is is 15, 20 minute videos of watching these people walk and you basically walk with them. Um, the idea is silly. I like but that. It, it's, it's actually. Not, you're talking to somebody with mobility issues. I'm lo loving this. You know? Well, you so even, it's actually a good example. So even, even if you are limited to what you can do, there's a lot of these videos that can do things around it. And even for instance, because my, my, you know, my wife with the chronic pain, We'll do a video, but there might be parts that might flare up. So she will skip those and continue on to the next one yes. strictly because it works better. Uh, I love you, honey. I hope you don't mind. I said that. I, I'm sure I've talked about this before online. Well, so, you're in 
Uh, um, so that's the first thing there. Um, any additional thoughts you think for that? Or do you think I kind of covered most of? I think that covers it. It's great. Just so many things out there now. Find the one that fits for you. And I totally recommend it. Now, if you aren't really up to a full workout, why not practice some meditation? Yes, that is a uh, hobby. But really, meditation is great for almost anybody. Well, actually, I would say for anybody, because all you need is a quiet space, a seating position, um, and something to listen to. Or if you are like some people I know, you can just do it with no sound and just pause for 5, 10, 15 minutes, depending on what you um, do. Really quick, my wife actually is there. Love being able to work out from home, especially with the chronic pain. So there you go. Thank you, hun. Uh, perfect example as to why work out, working out from home is easy for pretty much anyone. But back to the meditation. I know we've talked about it before. I've talked about it on my other shows as well. Yes. Uh, this is very easy to do. Um, and again, you don't even need a, uh, you know, a video to do. You just want a place to sit and relax for a minute. Now, for me, because of my ADD, I do need to follow something or else I just kind of sit there and my mind just wanders. But a lot of people that I know do just like sitting in a quiet room, maybe their bedroom, maybe on the couch, wherever it is, and just chill for a minute and just sit. It's a good time to maybe uh, relax, think about what you have to do for the day, or maybe if you do at the end of the day, think about what you did that day. Think about what you're going to do tomorrow. So meditation and working out so far, they're pretty much free. These two things are free to do. Yes. So not only hobbies at home to be safe, but also they're free. So let's see what our next one's going to be. Ah, okay. So this one, a little out of my wheelhouse because I haven't figured it out yet, but what about crochet or knitting? Many a times ah. when I look at arts and crafts, Almost always, there's an entire section on the email or on, on the mm -hmm. website for beginner, intermediate, and expert knitting slash crocheting. I know it's two different things. I understand it's a different type of style, all that. But I'll throw it to you because I know I think you've talked about it before. Is this something well, that anybody um, can get Several into? family members, do. I seem to just not be good at, at it. Um, uh, um, even my blankets and scarves and... I'm just like two left thumb. Um, but I know people who swear by it. It's super relaxing. If think uh, it's, it's, I've had one, one aunt, she describes it as a form of meditation because you kind of get in the zone just like you do with some other things. So, so if you can, it's, I, it, 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 and it's huge again. It is huge again and there are crochet groups and they're made up of 20 something 30 something blue haired ladies anymore people this is a fun thing and it's a great gift to do for your friend there you go so obviously with something like this you will want to have the material so it will cost you just what it costs you to buy the, mm -hmm. the yarn the tools and all that but really if you buy just a giant thing of whatever you're gonna knit with you can probably make a lot of things off of it. So go find, you know, your local Michaels or Joann's or online and just grab maybe a couple colors of, yeah. of yarn, string, whatever you use. And like she said, you know, even not even just the holidays coming, but just generally, if you want to make something for yourself, make something for someone else, any time of year, 
it's kind of cool. And they'll probably appreciate it even more because it's coming from you. Now, the fourth yes. one we're going to go through here, we do more here, and it's a lot easier. What about painting? Painting is probably one of the most mm. fun things I think to do. You get a little messy, which is kind of gross, but what are you going to do? But painting is also very cheap, but also very fun. A couple tubes of paint, a couple paintbrushes, and your canvas of choice. You can, you can use a full-on canvas. You can use paper. You can paint on the walls if you choose to, but that's probably not advised by many parents out there. Um, painting is something we do. And uh, my wife has a really cool paint set. It has, I'm sure she'll, she'll let me know. It has probably a hundred colors, maybe. Whoa. Um, all, you know, they're not big, but they're little, you know, things. But you have everything oh. from the generals, you know, the whites, grays, and blacks, everything up to the blues, mm -hmm. the greens, the purples, yellows, um, reds, all she, that cool stuff. It's impressive. No, it is. It, it, you know, this, this, I don't know where she got it. I'm sure I can ask her later where she got it, but this is something that literally you get one paint set and it lasts mm -hmm. you multiple times to do. So remember, yeah. even though you have to buy something, doesn't mean it's not going to last you more than a week. If you buy the right uh, supplies and you can get paint sets online for probably yes. fairly cheap now, I'm sure. Um, and all you got to do is just take your brain and just whoosh and swipe, and then if you are so prone, take a picture and post it. Or if you're just like me, who's not really on much social media, just show it to people like Victoria here and go, look at what I made. And that's about all who's gonna see it, other than my wife who painted with me. So that's our number four. We're gonna do one more. Yeah, really I don't quick. show people my paintings. I tried really, really hard. I talented my sister, my son, um, little trees. They are not happy little trees at all. It's okay. You can. I can do other things. <laughs> it's okay. Now, the last one we're going to go over is also kind of an obscure little craft, but it's also very popular soap or candle making. It's making a comeback oh. again, just like but with the right materials, you can make your own candles, which we are not allowed to do anymore. I'm not going to talk about it on here. I'll explain to you later. But you can make candles and soap at home, fairly inexpensive. And it also makes a really cool gift. Now, for me, yeah. it's kind of funny because um, a lot of these things you can get for cheap. But I do understand, kind of like how you said you make something for them, I can understand how making the candle or making the soap is that much more uh, sentimental because it's not just you going to the store and buying a gift basket. It's literally, hey, you see this little bar of soap? I made this and now it's yours. You can use different scents. Obviously, talk to the people you're going to give it to to make sure that they're not allergic to anything. You can do different colors. And, of course, you can just have all the fun. Or if you don't want to give it to anybody, you just make it for yourself. And then be like, I just used my own soap that I made. How cool is that? Uh, so she actually wrote down where she got the paint really quick. Uh, she wanted a drag bingo. There you go. Um, it has watercolor. Oh, nice. it has all the okay, so it's all sorts of different style. Watercolor, acrylic, and oil. Thank you, honey. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of um, sense. Yeah. So those are the five that we did. Of those five, I will put it on you for a second. Which one do you think you would do mostly um, if you chose? Um, oh, my God. Um, or you don't have to answer it all. That's fine. <laughs> no, I got to think. I don't know. I, I do different hobbies just because, you know, when you find your you're good at something, you, you do it. 
And and I just that sounds a lot harder than it is. It's not. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Um, it, it just I do I used to do um, needlepoint, but that's getting a little harder. Thank you, arthritis. Um, but it's like you're in that right zone. A hobby should be fun. Um, if you can, you guys can have a great time together. That's even better. Um, you know, it doesn't even other people if you're just doing it so you make yourself happy that is getting gold and then some you know yeah. a hobby should always make you smile it should never it once it gets to that work stage where you know you're doing it too often so much you don't care if you're doing it eight hours a day you know a hobby should really be something that a little bit of you time back I don't know. That's just that's just my two cents. Well, this is a good segue in because why not share your hobby with your significant other? Um, I know we are both married now. That is still such like oh my god, yep. I'm actually married. Yay! Um, but you <laughs> might be living. <laughs> you might be living with your spouse. You're you know you're dating, uh, uh, <laughs> or you're just living with the family. You want something to do. Why not do some of these mm-hmm. hobbies for couples? But I'll say you can probably do this with, you know, with anybody you have around. Yeah. Now, the first one I'm doing on purpose, because my wife will appreciate it, start a book club for two. So how many of you out there have done, you know, a book club where basically you either do it online where you and a friend go, okay, this month we're going to read fantasy. You read your book. I'll read mine. We'll meet back at the end of the month and we will swap, you know, plot lines and stories. Why not do that with your spouse? Now, I say that here you know, purposely because you can tell behind me the bookshelf, uh, we have all the books. So a book club for us would be perfect. You want to make it even better, do like the Barnes and Noble thing. Grab yourself a little pastry, maybe a drink, and you can literally have a bookstore at home in your own safety with your book and enjoy it as if you were out and about rummaging through a bookstore, right? Um, It doesn't have to be a long book. It doesn't have to be a deep book. Um, you know, you could read Dr. Seuss if you wanted. There you go. Uh, perfectly read, uh, comment right here. That's, that pretty much sums it up right there. Um, but what do you think? I know, cause I know you read a lot for different reasons, whether it's for I, work. I have a few D, the library. There you go. So I know you read a lot for work. You read a lot for fun. So would you, is this something you would do maybe with um, your husband, maybe with some friends? Probably not. Although I do have our kids. And that he enjoys. I read. I'm a. I'm ex academic, and I read a lot of nonfiction and a lot of history. Things that most people curl their eyes at you when you say, "Hey, you want to come read this? You know, <laughs> come read the Treaties of Saint Augustine with me." Actually, I know a lot of people who do enjoy reading books together. Together, both as a couple and within, I know several people who've uh, within my own family that they've read the whole book in a club. Um, so I think it's a fun thing. I, I read really dry, dry stuff, so most people don't want to join with me. I'll join with you. Well, maybe I don't know. I'll I'll, 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 I'll get back to you. On <laughs> you that you one. might look at one of my books and go, "Can I read the Cliff, the cliff Notes?" 
There you go. Right, next up, we actually <laughs> just got a box of these recently. How about a game of dominoes? I actually forgot how much fun dominoes were. I had to relearn the rules yeah. because it's been that long. But a game of dominoes takes all of maybe five minutes, five, ten minutes, depending on the version you're playing. But it's really easy to do. We picked up a box online. I think it was maybe ten bucks. Not nothing too fancy. But dominoes is a game, and I never thought of it because you you know, you can play it online now. You can play it on your phone, and it's kind of like okay, well, this is just kind of a you know do do you're done. But when you play the real game on a table with pieces, you actually have to think. You got to sit there. You got to see what your next move yeah. is going to be. And it's fun to see who you know who can do it. Who you know how many times somebody can win in a row. Who actually has the better move set. Plenty of times I'm sitting there and she'll put a piece down and I go, wait, I had like three of those pieces for the past three turns. I didn't even notice it because yeah. I just you know, I didn't think about it. I wasn't yeah. looking. But Domino's is a very good choice to do. Now, our third one goes right into uh, with another activity. We do these all the time, jigsaw puzzles. Jigsaw puzzles are like a way of life in our house. We even glue them for later use in case we're going to put them on the walls like pictures. Jigsaw puzzling can either be the bane of your existence or the best thing ever. We just finished about four or 500 pieces in about a week. We're working on a thousand piece, which I'm looking at going, oh crap. But jigsaw puzzling is a great thing. Now, have you, do you jigsaw puzzle at all? Have you jigsaw puzzled? Um, actually I did. So uh, my mother got all of us kids into that. And we done jigsaw puzzles with my mother-in-law, with my son. Um, they. The biggest thing is um, make sure you do it on a table that the dog cannot knock over. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience. Or the cat. Or the, or the, the cat, cat, cat doesn't run off with. So, um, but it can be really fun, and we and I was actually just talking with my my son the other day because we were because uh, he doesn't live with us, grown up, and um, oh, he's gonna kill me for saying that. Um, <laughs> I won't talk. Um, but you know, we we were talking about doing game nights, and I've thought about because we've we've done it where we've done like the um, what is it, the hodgepodge, and, and glued the um the, the puzzles down, and um, I think the ones that we've been meaning to put together. So it's like it's time. We got to do this. My wife appreciates the tip about the pets. She says that is a good uh, tip right there. All right, number four on the list here, and we do this at home as well, scrapbooking. Scrapbooking is fun to do yourself. Yep. When you do it with someone, it's even that much better. You kind of build the bond more. We have a bunch of pages done. We did one, you know, for our wedding day. We've done ones for when we went to, like, the pumpkin patch. We've done ones going to the zoo. We've done ones going to the theater and stuff like that. And scrapbooking is very easy, too. You just need the book itself. You get some really colorful pages. And I think there's actually scrapbook paper that fits there, in the... There is now. Nowadays, there's so many options for you. You, you uh, don't even have to do all that. Right. And then you just grab some stickers like we do. And boom, you have a scrapbook page. And it's not only fun to do it, but then give it a week. Go back, open it up, and just look at the pictures again. Now, yes, obviously, you wait longer than that. But scrapbooking is a really good way to reconnect and kind of bond over. Maybe you want to go back and do the same activity again, right? Maybe you want to try a different zoo or a different, you know, hiking trail next time. But scrapbooking is a good way to go back and just go, how fun was that? Well, when we can do it again, we're going to go pop out there and we're going to find something just like that. And we're going to go, you know, 
we're going to make a new scrapbook page, right? Yeah. So that's that. Now, our last one we're going to go over here, and it's hard to do here because of all the lights in the city, but stargazing. Um, it's one that I used to do when I was back in Agroa Hills because we were back, kind of back up on the, the lot a little bit, so it was a little darker. But stargazing is fun to do. Now, it's something that you really don't need anything for. You just got to look up to the sky and look. Now, as I did mention, because we're in the city, and I'm sure you, same type of deal, because when you're in the city, you do lose the experience a lot of times because even when the lights go off, there's still the street lights, there's still the whatever. See, but if I'm so far above downtown that, but I also got an app, uh, actually several years ago, I got a great app. And so wherever I'm at, because I've moved around so much and I've traveled around so much, it's all right. And if it's cloudy, or there's so many stars shining that you can't find them. It's nice to take the app and just flip it up, and it will tell you. You can even be inside the app up and say, "Oh, there's Cassiopeia right in front of you." You just can't see it because there's a wall there. Um, because I'm always looking for Orion because most of the places I've lived during the night sky. So that kind of became a touchstone for me that wherever I've been been able to see Orion or a couple of the, the constellations. So, you know, you always just kind of look. Sometimes it's it's hard to spot them because of other things going on. And with you, it would be great with all that action. You can then take an app like that and find the, the, the constellation you're looking for. Squeeze your eyes around all the light and figure out where it is. But I love stargazing. I love it um, is. I mean, I used to, you know, camp. For five seconds, I thought about becoming an astronomer, and then I realized that all the time. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and if you are lucky enough to be somewhere, you know, more in the mountain range, more in the hilly area, just grab, you know, take a look. You don't necessarily need any equipment. You just, like she said, you look up, you see what you're looking for. Yep. You might find things that were newer up there. Um, I, one time, yeah. by accident, found Big and Little Dipper just because I happened to be in the right place at the mm -hmm. right time. I was looking there. I'm going. Yeah. A minute. Da, da, da. Oh, hello. I, just I know what that is. There you go. So that is the last for the couples. And as I did, I put up a, a website, purewow.com. If you guys want to check out more, there's awesome different things for uh, different uh, kinds of people because everybody likes different hobbies, right? Now, lastly, now yeah. my cat, you all can care less right now. But if you're an animal or nature lover, we're going to go over some hobbies for you. Keep in mind, these are not necessarily just for at home, but some of them you could interact with your pets depending on where you live. The first one on here is wildlife photography. Now, my wife loves taking pictures. She has her uh, camera and all that. And again, if you're lucky enough to be somewhere to get good shots, great. We have a bird feeder outside, yeah. which has now basically attracted the Alfred Hitchcock birds every day. So now we are swarmed by pigeons. Uh, but we do get some roadrunners now. We've gotten some bunnies. We've gotten some squirrels, and once in a while, you'll get like a you know a little lizard, something kind of cool to look at. So wildlife photography, as long as you know what you're doing, she does pictures very well, so she knows how to get the right shot. Um, but anywhere you go, when we were in Thousand Oaks, we were taking the dogs out one day, and there was a really weird-looking caterpillar right on the wall, right there outside the door. We took a picture, boom, really cool image. So you don't have to be anywhere personally. You just kind of have to be right there now i will tell you i really wish i got this shot 
though I'm kind of glad nothing happened. I went outside to the dogs out and a coyote happened to just be chilling outside. And I was yeah. so in between going, I want to grab my phone, but I know by the time I got back yeah. out, it was going to be gone. And as I was walking down, I think it heard me and it ended up walking off the other way. And I'm like, well, better for everybody. I don't want my dogs and me having to fight off what could be, you know, that. But anywhere you go, whether it's in the city, yeah. whether it's in the uh, uh, mountains, whatever, you're going to get some really cool shots. And I, I say, you know, jokingly, but seriously, you know, if you know what you're doing, you'll find the shot you want. And she'll tell you it's very hard to get a good video picture, good video as well, but a good picture. But if you know what you're doing, mm -hmm. It might not be that hard. And then with the scrapbooking, you just gave yourself an entire group of pictures. <laughs> I love it. Remember. I love now, it. Now, secondly, if you don't want to be the photographer, why not just bird watch? Uh, if you're lucky, you know, I know you have birds where you are, different species than what I have. Yeah. But we have some pretty cool looking uh, birds that fly around. We get some hawks once in a while. I think I saw an uh, eagle or maybe it was a vulture one time. I'm not sure. But bird watching is really fun. You can do, and we talked about this before, you, with a bird feeder and you could put one in your backyard. Or if you just happen to maybe be taking a walk or you happen to be driving somewhere and you stop for a minute, just look around and see. You don't have to be looking for the rarest, you know, multicolored bird. It's just fun to see a bird doing what birds do. Maybe and he's eating. Now I keep thinking I got a office. My, my um, office during the day, I'm on the top top floor of a high rise well reno um and we have birds constantly we have hawks i've seen pigeons um i i've even seen a few other interesting birds and that's like cam up to just record all this because all this stuff is going right out my window and see you know it feels like you're watching a dog fight from world war one it's just flipping around my goodness darn it you know, but they're so much fun. I do enjoy them there more because at home, usually I'm watching the cats watch the birds and that's entertaining. <laughs> well, where I was living up in SoCal, apparently, I guess there used to be some sort of reserve in the middle of like Van Nuys and yeah. there used to be a big flock of parrots. Well, unfortunately, the parrots, they let them go. So now when you go to like Somar or Van Nuys or Burbank, there's these little multicolored lovebirds and parrots that live there basically in the <laughs> wild and you can't get rid of them because they're so fast and animal control at this point, I mean, this was obviously decades ago. So at this point they really right. don't care, right. but they like going, <laughs> whatever. Now the people don't like it because they squawk, but you know, what are you going to do? It's not like you're going to go out there. Uh, you know, we can deal with some squawking. There you go. Number three on the list, this goes for those who want to be more outdoorsy. Why not grab a canoe or a kayak and go check out what you can find near your local lakes, rivers, or oceans? A lot of times, a lot of people like to go, you know, whale watching via kayak. They like to go check out the sea life via kayak. You can do those really weird glass kayaks, which scare the crap out of me because I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to fall. Um, this is one that I did uh, once or twice when I was in Boy Scouts. I know some people in Girl Scouts, they did it too as well. Um, this one, you, I mean, once you learn how to do it, it's a very general way. It's, it's a, it's a general movement. The problem is, is that when you do it once and you don't do it again and you go back, you kind of like lose, you, you actually have to learn how to do it. But I have watched a lot of uh, nature shows, watch them doing that. It's a great way to kind of get up close with nature 
without really interrupting too much because kayaks are very silent once you, you know, because even when you, when you oar, you're not really making too much noise. And when you do kind of settle into the middle of the lake, you can look around you, you can see the fish. If you're lucky enough to be in the ocean, you can see larger wildlife. Um, it doesn't matter really where you are. I think for those who do this, it's more of the meditative, relaxing type of deal. It's not really any other reason than you kind of get to go out in nature, you get to be quiet, you get to just hear the sounds, and then you just go back into shore when you're ready. You know, you go out there, and a lot of times what I've read and what I've seen is you go out early in the morning when it's still nice and cool, when it's not, you know, the weather has not got too hot yet, and then you come back in, you know, around 9 or 10, and then you just kind of go off and do your thing. Mm -hmm. Um, we're not anywhere, well, we're kind of near Hemet, which has a lake, but to get up there is hell and windy and it's not fun. So we're not really near any water personally. So this would be something we'd have to do if we took a trip to like, you know, Long Beach or San Diego and actually did a day trip somewhere because we're in the middle of the desert. There's, there's no water right. here. Uh, so that's our third got one here. The Truckee Meadows, uh, river, which goes all the way through town and of course, that's comes only 30 minutes from my house. And then um, there's a few other places like Pyrrhus. Um, and then there's some reservoirs um, north of us. So with our, everything is very nearby my house. Unfortunately, I can no longer do the, um, but my husband can. So, and when I was younger and I lived in Hawaii or it felt like we were always finding lakes and oceans and things to visit and uh, um what you see we used to go to the potomac and the chesapeake all the time um as kids in, in big tours and little tours we'd go fishing um i remember in florida once or and having a big, big what felt like a giant turtle i was like five giant turtle coming at me and, you know, i'm dangling my feet in the ocean going oh turtle that's a... <laughs> there you go. But it's just amazing the things in and around the water, and you can react with the wildlife while still keeping a safe space from certain other wildlife. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, if you want to be right in the action and be touching the wildlife, what about horseback riding? Now, I know a lot of people. It's a it's a lot harder nowadays. Not everybody can do it again. I used to have horses, so I used to do it all the time. Um, Horseback riding, if you have the chance to do so, try it once or twice. Uh, we know now from a lot of veterans groups and a lot of uh, therapeutic groups that they actually are one of the best animals to really bond with. Um, yes. I think I did a video a couple months ago talking about a specific group uh, that literally they put you up with one, you take care of it, you feed it, you clean up, you ride. And almost everybody who did it after not even, you know, just a week or two, they just, they have this whole new lease on life. Uh, kids with autism, kids with, you know, people with anxiety. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. It's basically the next therapy animal. It's kind of like the bigger dog, right? Um, but horseback riding can be, if you're able to, a great way to really be in yeah. touch. Because not only are you seeing the wildlife, but you literally are giving control. I think they're, what, about 12, 1,500 pounds? A regular horse is about that. You're giving control of this animal, and you are trusting this animal to do what it wants to go there. And they are actually very smart. They won't do anything that's going to hurt you or them. 
if they sense danger, they will back up, they'll turn the other way. They are very keen, you know, being that they're prey animals in the wild, they're very keen on, on what's going on. So you really can trust them. Or now, yes, there are once in a while, the accidents that happen, it happens anywhere. Come on, people, you know, but if you have the chance and you're able to do so, go hop on a horse. If you don't want to do the full on outside, there's a lot of uh, ranches that will let you do it and just do around the arena. Um, when I was in Chatsworth, I, I knew people that did that. Um, but I'm very, you can tell that I'm very into this because I had them and I can tell you firsthand that somebody with yeah. anxiety, uh, with depression, with all that, you be around them. It's kind of like everything just oozes away and just you, you touch them. And it's, I don't know what it is, something about a horse. I guess it's like petting a dog or petting a cat, something about petting these, these, yeah. these creatures, you get this, like, you know, nothing matters. You just feel like, okay, I'm good. I'm at peace. Yeah. Um, now, the last thing we're going to go over, I think these guys are beautiful as well. If you're not big on birds, what about butterfly watching? You can go to various mm. gardens nowadays. Actually, these gardens are built specifically to mm -hmm. reproduce butterflies. Unfortunately, a lot of butterflies in California, I believe in Nevada and Arizona as well, have, are going extinct. So a lot of places now yes. are repopulating by building, uh, by making these gardens. Yes. And they're specifically putting flowers that the butterflies will eat that they'll repopulate, kind of like how with the bees, mm -hmm. how when you put out the stuff for the bees and they repopulate all. Yeah. Butterflies are great because, again, they ain't going to harm you. They land on you. They kind of tickle when they land on your arms a little bit. It's like little feathers on your arms. But if you're so lucky to do so, a lot of, a lot of uh, cultures also, they believe that if you do get la landed by one, it's good luck as well. It's kind of like when you see yeah. a lady. So the... Um, I think I've given, I think we've given the guys, uh, people out there enough different yeah. nature things to do. If you're into the, the, the go, 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 you can kayak or horseback ride. If you want to do it from home, you can bird watch, you can butterfly watch. Yeah. Um, or if you really want to take a stab at a hobby, grab a camera, take some photos. Um, any last words you have or we're good? I think those are all fabulous ideas. To be sad about the old adage, you know, stop and smile the roses you need to sometimes busy lives and we tend to all have very busy lives to stop chill relax yes whatever the word is you want to use we have to remember that of the craziness so finding something and sometimes it's just yes literally watching the butterflies fly around you to me there's nothing really and to just just sit there and look at them and just not worry about to file, not worry about, you know, your bills and everything else. Take, think about nothing but, but happiness. I mean, it, it starts to come really natural when you, because then it's not a, oh, I got to go stop and do something hobby, relaxing very quickly. A, ooh, this would be fun. I need five minutes for me. What I going to go do it right and if you are so prone we've talked about this before grab some flowers that actually attract butterflies and bring them to your home yeah. you can easily yeah. plant a couple different uh, flowers not, not only are they pretty because butterflies love the colors so they're purple and green and blue and red there's so many colors but you're also helping the environment the ecosystem by giving them some food giving them a place to relax for a minute 
and YouTube get to see it. So I think we're going to end there. So whether or not you want to do some wildlife, whether or not you're a couple or live with a family, or whether you just want to try a new hobby, all the uh, websites are listed above. Let us know which ones that we talked about you love the most. Let us know which ones you've done. And let us know which ones you're thinking about trying. If you guys have any other ideas that you want us to go over, let me know. You can check it out YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Hit that subscribe. Hit that bell. We will be commenting all day about hobbies and date ideas. This lovely video will be back later to talk about some cheap and free dates that you can do. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't like free, especially nowadays when everything is just so much money, right? Yeah. All right, you guys. Until then, keep the conversation going on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back around 12, 1230. Until then, have a wonderful day. Be kind. And you might as well stay nerdy too.